Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hey there, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 203 of the People Powered Business Podcast. I am super excited about today's episode because today we are joined by a special guest. Today we are joined by Dr. Marcy Jawaya of Herself Health. And I had a wonderful conversation with Dr. Marcy, who is a sports and exercise and lifestyle physician. So she's actually a medical doctor, but she's also a health coach and advocate. Dr. Marcy is the founder of Herself Health, which is a leadership health and well-being company. And she works with business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and teams to empower them to be the best versions of themselves by being holistically healthy. And in today's discussion, we unpack Dr. Mousy's journey of becoming a medical doctor whilst also being a mother to young children at the time. I can't even imagine the bandwidth required for that. Um, What she learned and discovered along the way about the importance of prioritizing her health and well-being in order to achieve more in less time when she prioritized the things that were important to her. And Dr. Massey really generously shares with us what she has learned throughout her journey about the importance of looking after ourselves, of being well and healthy across five areas of health that we talk about today, you know, which can be really hard for business owners and entrepreneurs to prioritize our well-being and our health. And uh, she gives us some upsides to prioritizing this and gives us some great strategies as well. Now, if you're a long-term listener of the podcast, you will know that looking after ourselves as business owners and entrepreneurs is something I am very, very passionate about. I learned the hard way what happens when we don't. Yes, burnout. Yes, exhaustion. Yes, loss of lots of things in my life as a result. Um, and I really realized when I made some changes in my life about prioritizing my health a little more, I became a better business owner. I became a better leader. It had so many positive flow on effects. Now, I am not an extreme health nut by any stretch of the imagination. I love a glass of red wine just as much as everyone else, maybe more so some days. And, um, you know, I enjoy eating out and all of those kinds of things. But I do also enjoy looking after myself. I enjoy working out. I enjoy doing physical activity. I enjoy spending a few minutes each day just listening to the ocean and having a few moments to myself and looking after my mental and emotional well-being. So certainly um, I do believe in the importance of being holistically well to be the best business owners and leaders we can be. So I'm very excited to be joined by Dr. Marcy and without further ado, let's welcome her to the podcast. Dr. Masi Najawaya, and I think I almost got that right. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Masi. It's wonderful to have you here. Thank you, Christelle. It's wonderful to be here. And yes, you nearly got that right. It's uh, Masi Jawaya. So. Excellent. And as we were just chatting before we hit record, we're going to stick with Dr. Masi for everyone's sake. So there's no confusion, very clear exactly who you are. And I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today, particularly at the time of year that we're releasing this episode, because I think it's so important 
to take a moment to remember to focus on ourselves as business owners and leaders. Um, and if we don't set it up right at the beginning of the year, it's very easy for this topic that we're chatting about today to fall off the priority list uh, as the year gets away from us. So I think this is the perfect time of year to be having a conversation about health and well-being as business owners. But before we get into it, tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your journey and, and the work that you do now. Yeah, so my name is Masi, um, um, as you know, and um, so I'm a medically trained doctor and I specialized in the area of sport and exercise medicine. And however, during my training, I struggled with my own work-life balance. And I was working as a mom, uh, I, I was working as a doctor, I was studying for these intense medical exams, take about a year to study for, so to specialize in sports and exercise medicine. And I was a husband who was also studying for exams. So there was a lot of stress within our family in trying to work, take care of the kids, trying to take care of ourselves and build our careers. And so during that time, I struggled to pass my own exams. And the fact, despite the fact that I studied harder and I was um, making sure that the kids were, uh, I had the one daughter then in daycare and I would rush, I would work until the last minute, quickly pick up at six o'clock before, you know, you start getting charged a dollar a minute mm -hmm. in Australia. If you go over that six o'clock uh, PM mark, rush her back home, quickly feed her, shower, get to bed and then feed myself, then study until about midnight or later, and then wake up early to do it all again. Mm. And this was really a stressful time. And so I wasn't passing my exams, despite the fact that, that I was working harder. And then I saw a performance psychologist, and she worked out that the problem was not so much my knowledge. I knew mm -hmm. uh, I had the information, but it was my work-life balance. Mm -hmm. I wasn't taking good enough care of myself. I wasn't prioritizing my family. And so once I started making sure that I had time for myself, for my health and wellness. I had time for my family and I, I made time to study, to study strategically as well. Mm -hmm. Then I started seeing the results. I was less stressed. I was happier and I passed my exams within the next three months, essentially. So that's where um, I realized that, okay, I'm a sport and exercise doctor, but there's more to life. There's more than the musculoskeletal part. It's very important. Mm -hmm. But I, I, that's when I saw there was a holistic approach to health and well-being, the way we sleep, the way we eat, you know, the way we communicate with our family, that social, social connection and, and so much more. So that's why I kind of went into lifestyle medicine. I studied lifestyle medicine on top of that. So I became more sport, exercise and lifestyle medicine doctor and then created my own company, Herself Health, mm -hmm. which is really a health and well-being company. And it's essentially started off as women for helping women, especially mothers, with their work-life balance and their mm -hmm. wellness. And then I, but it's evolved since then to become more of a, a workplace and well-being thing. So yeah. for leaders and their and they team, essentially. So looking at not just the individual as health and wellness, but also the organization. How do you create that work work? space that's healthy so that people can be thriving at home with what they mm. do and also at work. Mm. It's such important work and, and your journey to get to where you are now I think is so fascinating and I've had friends that have gone through that medical degree process with young children and I can't even imagine the pressure in a household and the stress in a household with that kind of workload because it is it's significant the expectation of that industry on yep not only hours of work, which is very high, obviously, but also the study that goes on top of that, then to navigate a young family. And I've certainly been that 
parent who um, was at the daycare centre in the car park prior to the doors opening at 7am and then the last one there at 6pm. And it was bliss in terms of I had that care that I knew was safe and, and excellent yep. care and that my children were well-fed and all of those things and I could drop them in pyjamas and it was all fine. What I When I came undone with all of that is when my eldest child started primary school and mm. there was no 7am drop-offs, there was no 6pm pickups, and I suddenly had to reconfigure the way I worked and reprioritise the way I worked because that support mechanism was gone. But it is when you're relying on that very long daycare and you're looking after children and then trying to do everything around that. It's 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 super stressful. And I think your journey to, um, I guess, starting as a medical doctor to this holistic approach to health and well-being is really interesting. I also want to pick up on the work-life balance term because I have a very mm. strong opinion that work-life balance is something that is pretty much unachievable. And I know you use a term called work-life flow, which I think is a really lovely term because it's not always balanced, is it? Sometimes no. the, the family has to be our only priority and work falls to the side or the business falls to the side. And sometimes it can be the other way around, can't it? Yep. Yeah, that's correct. And the reason I use work-life balance is because it's such a common term that yes. everybody knows. Yes. And trying to change that, if you start using a different terminology, people don't understand what you're talking about. Mm. So the idea is that it gets the conversation started and everybody on the same page. And then we talk about why we need to um, call it something a little bit more different. And even when you speak to people, because I've interviewed quite a few people on work-life balance, what it means mm. to them, it means different things to different people. Yeah. So it's just a terminology that brings us on the same page. And then we start identifying what it really means. So I agree. When you talk about balance, it sounds like things must be equal on each yes. side, 50% work, 50% home life. It doesn't work like that. And this is why I talk about work-life flow, where things ebb and flow. Sometimes, like you said, you're doing more in that work sphere, and mm. there's less of that focus on the family. Sometimes it's more on the family. So it ebbs and flows, and that's okay. Yeah. And so it's, it's a matter of just being conscious of what are your priorities in your life, in your work, in your family, in yourself, in your, in your health, and making sure that you're doing something in those areas it doesn't have to be even one third one third 50 50 whatever it is but it just has to be am I conscious that okay I'm spending some of the family okay I'm feeling a bit stressed why am I feeling stressed ah I need to maybe top myself up a little bit more yeah. I need to sleep a little bit more I need to exercise so when you when you know those areas then you can you can do a little bit more when there's when you're noticing the signs of stress or a deficit in one part Absolutely. Just be so conscious important. about it. So work-life yeah. flow is much better. I like yeah. it. Too. And we're one person as well. So yes. it's not like you're split. You're one person with multiple different roles. Yeah. And it's realizing that coming back to the, really that whole flow balance is really, it should be work-life self. Mm. It's really about you as an individual and then what you're doing in those different areas. Mm, so important. And as business owners, I think um, we can be, we suffer from guilt a lot as business owners, guilt that we're not giving it up to the business, guilt that we're not looking after our team well enough, guilt that, uh, you know, our family is suffering. So I, I think the term work-life balance feeds into that guilt where the term mm. work-life flow or, or some other terms, they let go of that guilt and, and make it okay that as long as you're conscious and, mm -hmm. it, and it is the right thing for your priorities at that time, then it's totally fine that things are focused in one area more than another, which I really uh, like as well. So let's talk about health for business mm. owners and leaders in organisations. Why is it so important that we focus on this? Because I don't think we shine a spotlight on our individual health journeys nearly as much as we should. And I think this goes for business owners 
as well as leaders, why is it important that we look after our health? Yeah, so Christine, this is the thing. Health is who we are mm. because everything we do starts with us. And we forget and think we uh, the way the working world has been designed is that we focus on the things that we're doing and not who's doing that thing. So we're not machines. And I know we talk, people talk about organizations. And I really view the organization more as an organism. It's a living, breathing organism. It's made of individuals, living, breathing beings. And so we're all like, if you compare it to the body, obviously, I'm a, from a medical background, I use this analogy more. Yeah. It's like each of us is like a cell mm-hmm. within, within this organism. So each individual in an, organi- in, an, in an organization is a living cell and it has a function and role. And we need to take care of ourselves, take care of ourselves so that we can do the things that we want to do so we can function mm-hmm. and, and the organization can thrive. So it comes back and we forget that we're human beings, not machines, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and so that's why health is so important, because if we come back to taking care of ourselves and we then we become our best selves. And we shop as our best selves in all these different areas because you take out this one thing, you're good at work, you're doing, uh, you're good at what you're doing at home, you're good in, you know, helping others in the community. So health is so important because when we don't, when we have ill health, we can't perform at our best. We can't yeah. be the best parent, uh, person, or leader, whatever it is. It comes back to you're a human being. Mm. I like that analogy because we in business we often refer to, you know, cogs in a wheel or cogs in a machine and mm-hmm. each, each person is one of those cogs. I really like flipping that to the cell analogy because if a cell's not healthy, it's going to infect or effect the mm-hmm. rest of the organism that it belongs to. So yeah. um, I really like that analogy being flipped on its head from being a machine to being a person and an individual yeah. as part of the health of the organisation. What about the key pillars of health? Because, of course, we know physical health is important, but I've certainly learned in my business journey that physical health is not the only type of health that we need to focus on. What are the sort of areas and pillars of health that you um, work with people on? Yeah, so I agree that most people, uh, physical activity and physical health is the lowest, you know, hanging fruit in a way. It's the easiest mm-hmm. thing we can physically see it. It's tangible. You can do it. Mm-hmm. But there's more to, to us than just the physical form. So I look at it as if there's four key pillars for mm-hmm. a healthy lifestyle. And we it's things that we do every day, but we're not really doing them consciously. But when we become conscious about what we're doing, then we we really bring out the best in ourselves. So the, the five pillars, in my view, are really mental activity. So the way we think, you know, mm-hmm. the stories we tell ourselves, conversations uh, that we have with a, yeah, uh, you know, things like imposter syndrome may come in and yeah. um, negative self-talk and positive self-talk come in. So it's mental activity, how we think, yeah? There's a physical activity, the way we move our bodies. Mm-hmm. And then there's sleep, which is so important, which is important for recovery and rejuvenation. And it helps all areas of our lives. There's nutrition. And mm-hmm. I say nutrition because there's a food and drink, the things that we put into our bodies, the way we feed our bodies, or feeds our minds and things like that. And then the fifth one is social and soulful connection. So it's connection. It's connection. social connection is connection with the people around us because we're social beings we're not built to just be by ourselves as humans and there's also the soulful connection which is our connection with ourselves Mm. coming back to ourselves so those are the five pillars which are mental activity physical activity sleep nutrition and social and soulful connection 
I love that and I love looking at them individually and I think uh, I know for me and for a lot of business owners I know, sleep is one that uh, tends to fall by the wayside very easily. Also happens when you're a parent generally. But um, I've been doing a lot of research around sleep recently and Mm -hmm. and really beginning to sort of click into gear that this is a priority that I need to make some changes to because I used to see it as quite, you know, a badge of honour that I could function on only a few hours sleep a night and be up and charging at it the next morning. It's similar to your story with staying up till, you know, midnight or I'm sure often 1 or 2 a.m. studying and then back at it again the next morning. And you can function, but you absolutely are not functioning at your best with lack of sleep and, and the the amount of focus on sleep I'm seeing these days around its importance for rejuvenation, as you said, is is so important. And I think, as you said, physical is like the low-hanging fruit. It's the easy mm. one. It's the box we feel we can tick. And I do see business owners and leaders often really leaning into that very heavily. And because as entrepreneurs, we also tend to have a competitive streak in us a lot of the time, yep. I see a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, running marathons, climbing mountains, doing really intense physical activity. Um, and that's great, but it's not the only form of health yeah. that we need to look after, which I find really interesting. And I, I do absolutely acknowledge, and I've had this experience, that looking after your mental health and your self-care mm-hmm. around that um, I think is the biggest game changer for in, yep. improving the health of your business because it improves you as a leader immeasurably when you spend the right amount of time focusing on that. With the people you work with and your experience in the field, is there a particular one of those pillars that you see uh, we struggle with a lot as business owners and leaders? Yeah, so you're absolutely right in that sleep is the most common one that we struggle with yeah. because there's only a certain amount of time in a day and we all have the same amount of time. And um, the things that we're trying to do more in that fixed amount of time and the time's not changing. Mm-hmm. And so people think, okay, right, I can't change the clock, but I can sacrifice some time here and there. So sleep is the one that goes because yeah. that's the one that's usually most within our control. We can't really control the family and the work and all that schedule. Uh, So that's the one that people tend to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest mistake because when we don't have enough sleep, we're not thinking as clearly. We we react slower and we um we our emotions are less stable. So we're more likely to get angry or irritated or have all these then fires that we create that we then trying to put out. And so where sleep takes care of everything, takes care of your physical health, helps you with emotional stability, even in nutrition and controlling what we eat. When we have less sleep, we we'll eat yes. unhealthy. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. create sugary, fatty foods, that thing that makes us feel good quickly because we're looking for energy boosts as well. Whereas when we have enough sleep, we're also able to control our, our appetite, what we eat better. We're less stressed and we're less dependent on those stress-reducing mechanisms with it's emotional eating, with it's smoking, with it's drinking, all these other things. Mm. And so that's the one that we give up, but that's the most important one to give back. Because as you know, when you get more sleep, you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like a different person. Yeah. 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 And it's that consistent quality pattern of sleep too, isn't it? That's really important. You you unfortunately, from my understanding, you can't bank it up and have one really big sleep to to offset, you know, a lot of terrible sleeping. And is it eight hours a night that we should be getting? Is that still the magic number? You know, everyone's different. Eight hours mm. has been turned out there, but we you know everyone's different. But mainly you want to be aiming for at least having six hours or more sleep, really right. to 
to have those health benefits. There are times when, for example, as a parent or you're working on a certain project, you will have less sleep. Mm -hmm. And then you might want to do that thing of catching up on a whole lot of sleep, which is fine to do from time to time. But the idea is really to let at least have consistent amount of sleep. And like I say, six hours or more. Because if you're trying to say eight hours and people are making, then they're like, well, if I can't make it out, I won't bother. But you want to get consistency. And the key is trying to have a regular sleep pattern where you wake up at the same time every day. So even if you're going to bed at midnight and you're like, I wanted to get eight hours sleep and you tend to get up up at say six uh, 6.30 or six o'clock, you maintain that sleep time. And Mm -hmm. what happens is that when you maintain that sleep time, then you work on really increasing um, going to bed a little bit earlier. So yes. instead of saying, okay, I'm going to go to sleep at 10 o'clock every night, instead say, I'm going to wake up at this time every night. And eventually your body does kind of build up a bit of a sleep bank and you'll end up, you know, craving sleep and wanting to get that sleep in. But consistency, six to eight hours or whatever works for you and keeping that waking time the right. same. That's a great tip. So keeping key. your waking time the same and then adjusting back. But I, I agree with you. Eight hours for a lot of entrepreneurs feels unachievable. Six, I think, I think would feel closer to achievable for most people and certainly um, I think it's a good starting point for you to start to Mm. get a good quality six hours sleep consistently then you can stretch it six hours 15 six and a half hours and continue to increase it from there but um, I think our culture has told us that we can be we can champion being non-sleepers and we can power through uh, but all the data all the research all the medical uh, experts tell us the importance of sleep and good quality sleep and that then has that as you said that follow-on effect to our mental fitness and our mental health and all the other yep. areas um and i think we've all had the experience where we haven't had enough sleep and the next day we're all snacky and craving terrible mm. foods you know it's really relatable so sleep is one thing that we can definitely fix is there you know what well, i guess as business owners why do we find it so hard to prioritize our health do you see business owners putting their health last in their list of priorities yes absolutely because the thing is that like you said it's more about outcomes what mm-hmm. what have you produced what have you done when have you got this so people are looking at the end product that they're forgetting about the person the individual that's actually doing um the work so i think it's just the way the work environment has been designed it was always more yeah. What have you produced? Was yeah. say from an industrial age and all that stuff. So what's the product? What's the outcome? And we focus on the outcome, the end mm. goal. But it's the journey to get there that's really important. And it's as we're doing that, um, uh, we're with the human beings who are putting in all that effort and things. So we the, we need to start off with a change within ourselves. Yeah. We can't wait for work to change how things are or some big policy put out there because that's going to take a long time. Yes. Those changes take very long. So we have to decide for ourselves, you know what, my health is a priority mm-hmm. and decide why it's important for you to be healthy. So not everybody wants to you know, have a toned body or need, wants to lose weight or whatever. It is. Sometimes it's because you, know, you want to be less snappy at your family, you know, and that's where you write, okay, in order to do that, by taking care of my sleep, sleeping better, my emotions are more stable. I'm less reactive. And that just happens without you having to think up any magic plan. Your body does that thing for mm-hmm. you. So if, if I'm eating healthy and I don't have all these um, energy highs and lows because I'm eating all these sugary foods and then having these big dumps in, I'm able to uh, be less hungry and, and have better control of how I'm reacting. I'm not snappy because I'm hungry. I'm not stressed out. So it's really important because it helps us um, uh, 
I've forgotten the question, Christy Lee, I have to admit. No, that's, <laughs> that's fine. So we're talking about um, why we find it hard and, and how we can better prioritise. And I guess my, my follow-up question was going to be, what are some of the benefits that a business owner can expect to see in their business and in their life, obviously, if they do start to prioritise their health? Because I've seen this happen firsthand in the businesses yeah. I've run when I've made a shift away from being the martyr that was up at, you know, all hours doing all the things to actually prioritising my own self-care and my own self-health and the positive impact it had on my business. But I'm curious from your experience, what are the positive impacts you see when a business owner and a leader can prioritise their health? Yeah. So you see that you feel better in yourself. You have more energy. Mm-hmm. You, you're finding that you're, you're not working as hard. You, you're working smarter now. You're finding that you can do, in a way, more and less time, but you're working strategically. You're yeah. able to think better and be strategized a lot better. You have more energy. Your relationships improve because you no longer have all that emotional instability and all that stress. You manage your stress in other ways, so the physical activity, nutrition or whatever else. So you have better relationships and you're more productive and you're, you can think more creatively and clearly. There are multiple benefits in that. You're, you see a benefit in your work. Mm-hmm. your performance you know that everyone else is measuring and the way you feel in your relationships mm, yeah and I definitely saw for me when I made this change and I made this change uh probably it was about 13 years ago because my youngest was was a baby at the time and for me I noticed that I had reduced overwhelm and I was mm. more res- I felt more resilient to whatever was yeah. going on no matter what the stress was I felt more equipped and ready to handle that, um, which makes a big difference as a business owner because yeah. overwhelm is real. We all feel yeah. it. But I felt more able to cope with that overwhelm um, and I had then mechanisms for dealing with the overwhelm. So I took up running and I was never a runner, mm-hmm. so I had, to, I had to learn how to run five kilometres yeah. at a time. And then I found if I was feeling particularly stressed or overwhelmed, if I went for a quick run and even just a few minutes that was a strategy that then I could then deploy to bring that overwhelm down. And I, when I started talking to other business owners, I found out lots of people were doing that. And a, mm. a corporate client I was working with was in a business partnership with three people that could get very tense. And he he would say, I just run to the end of the street and back before I went into a meeting because yeah. then I wasn't going to yell and explode at people. <laughs> so it gives us coping mechanisms that we, and, and this is different for everyone, um, what they are, but you find the coping mechanisms that work best for you in that journey of starting to look after yourself that you can then tap into at a micro level to help you get through a stressful day or a stressful situation. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. It reduces the overwhelm of clarity. Yes. You, know, you feel that like things are more in control because you mm-hmm. you, you're working on things that you do have control of, which is yourself and what you do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those five pillars that I talked about, the, you know, that um, phys- that's mental activity, physical activity, sleep, nutrition, social and social connection. Those are five pillars. But I say, you know, it's good to do one of each. But when you do all five of them, they become like a powerful fist that is really mm-hmm. powerful and has massive impact. So you want to be doing things in those those five areas. And then you're so powerful. You're And you can do so much more. You're energized. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so you can make big changes. Yeah. So sometimes, you, you know, you might sleep might not be okay in the one of those five pillars but the other four are going well that's all stronger than say just doing the one thing which is the sleep just having the one say if you have you know like one finger out there but um so it it really is so sometimes you might find that for example you talked about the um leader that you that you worked with who would run 
up, you know, up the studio and come back and feel less stressed. That's great. And that's one of the pillars. That's yes. physical activity. But for some people, you might be doing all that already and you might be running marathons or going to the gym every day and finding I'm still stressed. Okay. Yeah. What else is going on? Then look at the other pillars. What am, okay. How am I feeling my body? All mm. right. Okay. I'm depending on the sugary foods and then I'm having all this alcohol at the end of the day or whatever it is. It's like, okay, what can I do to maybe reduce that to have better sleep because um, again, alcohol will affect your sleep. Am I not sleeping enough? What can I do? And you add, so you're doing one thing, right? Great. Tick, keep it going. Work on the next pillar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just what can add. I do? A little, a little something in that area. Then the next one and you carry on doing and it just becomes stronger and stronger. So it's little increments in all those little areas. Yeah. I think yeah. that's fantastic. And then I think this also then has a flow on effect to our teams and our businesses broadly, doesn't it? How do you see it have that flow on effect when we as the leader or the business owners start to look after ourselves better? When we start looking after ourselves better, we realize the importance in in that for other people. Because if mm-hmm. we're working late and we're sleeping four hours and we're sending emails at all hours of the night and we're not spending very much of our time with our family, then we kind of, in a way, we role model that to, to yeah. the, the people in the workplace and think, well, my boss doesn't spend time much with their family. If I start doing that, I'm going to lose my job. Mm-hmm. And people are just going to do what the boss is doing, what yes. the leader is doing. So we need to lead by example. So when you start, uh, as a leader, start taking, or a business owner, you know, some people don't always put themselves leader, business owner, who, as, as yourself. As you start taking care of yourself, people see that. Even within mm-hmm. your family, they notice, oh, you know, mom and dad are eating healthier. Okay, we're going to start eating healthier as well. People will role model that and they realize that we uh, model the behavior that we expect of others. So it's yeah. not point saying, yes, you must all um, get a lot of sleep and you're not getting much sleep. Spend time with your family, but you never spend time with your family. Mm-hmm. So that we role model what's important. And then we create a culture of, of, of health and wellness within the organization. Yeah, because so really it's the leader sets the tone for what happens in that organization, whether it's in a division, whether it's in the whole team. So we need to role model that. And then other people will begin to do act the same way because, well, the boss does it, the leader does it, yeah. my, you know, the head of the department, whatever it is, does it. They will also do that. So mm-hmm. really important because it's not enough for an individual to, to just do it for themselves. For example, I use this analogy where is, say if you're taking great care of yourself, your health and wellness, you're doing all the five pillars and you're great at it and you feel great, but you get to work. And work is this toxic environment mm-hmm. where there's stress, there's people – disagreeing there's emails or hours or this pressure that becomes a toxic environment and they say like um, uh, uh, where when you take care of yourself you're like a cucumber mm-hmm. there's this great analogy where if you put a cucumber in vinegar say that toxic work environment is like vinegar it turns yeah. into a pickle so you can <laughs> be doing yeah. all you want to take care of yourself be this healthy cucumber you go to work and you're in this vinegar that's just toxic it'll begin to erode and destroy you yeah. and the thing is that you either have to change the environment mm-hmm. Or you need to leave that environment. Yeah. And so this is where workplaces is really important to take care of your people because you don't want the good people, your good workers mm-hmm. to leave because of this climate that you created at work. Yeah. So you create a wonderful, healthy workplace culture where everyone's healthy and taken care of. They thrive at work. They thrive at home. They give you the best of themselves mm-hmm. because you're, you're taking care of them. So it's, you, um, there's this great term up, but it's a value on investment, mm-hmm. taking care of the health and well-being of your people is a value. It's a, a, a yeah, um, yeah. The value on investment is basically you 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 get more value and you get more out of the people. It's not so yes. much about the 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 bottom line is important, yes. But it's like if you take care of the people, then the bottom line bottom line will increase your you know, exactly. It will happen naturally. Much better, yeah, because yeah. it's like yeah. a domino effect. If we know that being 
healthy and well and looking after ourselves creates higher performers in ourselves, it's going to create high performers in our team. So exactly. if we're creating an environment where our team have the opportunity and are supported to be as healthy as they can be in all these pillars, it stands to reason they will be our highest performers and high performers are engaged employees, they drive productivity, yep. they drive profitability. It has that domino effect down the chain. Yep. So there's there's no doubt. And I think, as you said, we have to lead by example and that means you know, if we're practising what we preach here, we've got to allow our team to do that as well. And I know I would create dialogue around that where I would say, this is what I'm doing and, you know, mm-hmm. how are you tapping into this? And we, you know, we had an understanding. And I know that if I turned up in the morning and my assistant would say, did you go for a run this morning? I'd say, yes, she would be straight down to the coffee shop to get me a coffee and often yeah. a healthy little breakfast because she also knew that I yeah. was subject to get hangry and no one wanted to be around me when I was hangry. <laughs> so we had little systems in place to help make sure everyone was looked after. But it also then meant there was not only permission for me to do that, but permission for the team to exactly. create that for themselves, which is different for everyone, what that looks mm-hmm. like. But there was opportunity for them to explore what that looks like for them and to have that lifestyle, which I think is so important. And it is. It has that flow-on effect. It creates not only healthy culture but healthy businesses that are high-performing, productive and profitable, which is why we're here in business at the end of the day. Exactly. Yeah, sense to reason. Fantastic. Is there a final message you would like to leave everyone with today, Marcy, in terms of their health, their well-being, or actions that they might be able to take? Yeah, I'd say what's important is really to start up with looking at what's important to you in, in mm-hmm. the different areas of your life. So and, and decide, okay, what what is really important to me? What's important to me? My health. I, you know, this will be another podcast, but I won't get into that mm-hmm. bit about, you know, what, what's important to me personally? So my physical, mental, emotional health and well-being. What's important for me as, say, I call it the four P's of so personal, uh, as a parent, if you're a parent, yeah. What's important to me as a partner, if you're in a relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship or a relationship with other people? And what's important for me in my profession? Mm-hmm. And you look at uh, what, the one thing, say, you might come up with three at the top, maybe one to two things in those areas. And then look at well, how what's happening right now. Mm. is your behavior reflecting that those things are a priority and you kind of look at the gap between where you are now and where you want to be and then slowly work out okay um what little thing can i do in each of those areas Mm -hmm. start off one thing at a time to just increase um do a little bit more in that area where there's take a, a little bit more care of your health what can you do so it's a matter of deciding what your priorities are looking where the gap is and where you can make those those little um changes and as far as the one thing that i say to people that's really i have this with my work life flow framework i say there's there's three key things in order to get work, to have this work life flow and to feel better in yourself is that and i call it the sos um work life a balanced way. I said the three things that you want to look at and take care of are uh, that are important: self care, mm-hmm. organization, and support. Mm. So within that, so taking care of yourself, looking at those five pillars or whatever it is that's important to you. Organization: you have to have structures and processes that are important in place and schedule those things. Mm-hmm. Get yourself organized so that you can do the things that are important. And then support: yeah. we cannot do it alone. It doesn't so matter true. who you are, whether you're getting, you know, support from the family, you're getting paid support, whether you're getting support from your at the workplace, from colleagues or, you know, the leaders in the workplace. Those things are important. So self-care is important, organization and support. If you think if things aren't going well, let me look at my SOS. Then SOS to yourself, self-care. 
Okay, am I doing that? Organization, what do I need to do there? Support, who can help me? Fantastic. I love that. That's a great finishing point for today. And we'll have all your contact details in the show notes, but if people want to reach you, what is your preferred uh, contact point? Is it via your website, via LinkedIn? How do you best love to connect with people? Yes, uh, the best way to connect with me is via LinkedIn mm-hmm. and because um, I tend to be a little bit more active there. And also you can email me at um, dr.masi, M-A-S-I, at herselfhealth.com and I'll respond to your emails personally. And also you can go onto my website and see what else we do there. So we've got the women's health and wellness there and we've also got the leadership health and wellbeing, which is for all leaders, so regardless of gender, um, That that's the we're there for everybody. So LinkedIn is best. Uh, My email or go to my website. Fantastic. We will put all of those links in today's show notes, wherever you're listening to this episode. Dr. Marcy, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It's been great to have you here and no doubt we will invite you back for a follow-up chat down the track. Thank you so much, Christy. It's been wonderful uh, being here and thank you to all the audience for listening. What a fascinating conversation that was with Dr. Marcy. I really hope you enjoyed that episode of the podcast. It is a slightly different angle, obviously, to often what we chat about here on the podcast, but so important to understand um, the importance really of prioritizing our health and well-being so that we can be the best version of ourselves. We're going to be better leaders as a result. We're going to make better decisions for our business uh, and we're ultimately going to have better businesses um, as a result of putting some focus on these areas. And I really liked how Dr. Massey made it simple for us to make changes. Like we don't have to focus on all the five areas at once, just start with one. We don't have to have 10 hours sleep a night. Six is an okay starting point because I know, and I don't know whether you felt this, when I listen to a lot of other experts in the health and wellbeing space, it feels so extreme that it feels unattainable and unachievable and like I'm so far from that I'm never going to get to this ideal that they you know paint the picture of and it feels unrealistic as a business owner and a parent and a human being a lot of the time so I liked how simple this was now if you would like to get in touch with Dr. Massey all of her contact details are in today's show notes wherever you're listening to this episode her website is herselfhealth.com and on LinkedIn, she's there as Dr. Massey, D-R-M-A-S-I. But links are all in today's show notes. If you've loved this episode, please reach out to her and let her know that you enjoyed the conversation. I know she'd really appreciate to hear from you. And as always, if you'd like to connect with other like-minded business owners, leaders and managers who are experiencing this business ownership journey with you, please come and join us in our Facebook group, HR Support for Australian Businesses. The link is also in today's show notes for that. That's it for this week's episode. We'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of the People Powered Business Podcast. 